This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Big recruiting weekend for Arkansas football. Alabama weekend always is at home inside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. We'll talk about that with Richard Davenport coming up. Tommy, as we are live from McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Benville. Yeah, no sales tax paid and no payments till 2023. So they'll pick up the cost of your sales tax and you don't have to uh, fork over any payments uh, until next year. Plus, you can lock in September's financing rates before they increase. So stop by and see us this morning here at McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It's on Moberly Lane in Bentonville. We're right here on the showroom floor. Hey, before we talk to Richard, if you're not if you weren't, weren't lucky enough to get some tickets to the game, you're not going and you're in the Fort Smith area, Joe's Grill and Cantina will be there uh, as they are for every game day with half-price apps and taps. It's right in the middle of the day. They'll have dollar tacos all day because that's the Saturday tradition. And then during the game, all the beers on tap and all the uh, appetizers on the menu will be half-price as well. It's all at Joe's Grill and Cantina, South 74th Street, across from Harps in Fort Smith. Richard, everyone remembers when Ronnie Wingo took the second play from scrimmage to the house in 2010. Tell us about his little brother who's going to be in town this weekend. Uh, he's in uh, talking to Ronnie Senior uh, for uh, probably the last ten years. He's been saying all along that uh, Ryan was going to be the best of the three brothers. Obviously, Ronnie and then Raymond played at Missouri. Uh, he's he's even faster than his brother uh, Ronnie. Uh, 
Uh, ran a ten five five in the hundred meters this spring. Uh, a, a sub uh, twenty two in the uh, uh, two hundred and uh, below fifty uh, seconds in the four hundred. And uh, he's just a great, great athlete. Obviously, six two. 6'3", about 300, uh, 300 pounds, 200 pounds. And uh, <laughs> uh, his offer list, Ronnie Ronnie had a good offer list. He was uh, being recruited by Arkansas. But uh, Ryan has uh, surpassed uh, his offer list, and they're going to con- continue to keep coming his way. But uh, just uh, a, a great uh, returner also could return uh, punts or kickoffs, and he's done, uh, done that uh uh, well in high school and i think he could do that in on the college level too yeah richard from what i understand i think ronnie may be visiting with his brother coming along for the visits be good to have him back on campus uh for this big game this weekend that's what ryan told me uh, uh, about a week or two ago but it, it doesn't look like he's going to be coming uh as of hmm. last night at least uh, what i heard but who knows he he could be uh he, he could he could still come Tell me about DJ Lagway. I think he's currently kind of looking like a Clemson commit. What can you tell us about the five-star kid out of Willis, Texas, Richard? Yeah, his dad reached out last night and said that uh, they they, was, they were be coming up. He visited back in March, had a great visit, and he's probably about as impressive as a young man as you'll ever want to beat. Uh, he's from a, from a physical standpoint and and just a maturity and a, a leader type. Uh, kid you you can you could see where people could just gravitate towards him and wherever he goes uh, he's going to have a major impact as far as recruiting because kids obviously he's got the talent to to attract kids to to try to want want to play for him but also just because of the type of kid he is too and i can say the same thing with ryan uh ryan wingo great kids you would never know that they're you know you know, some, some of the top prospects in the country, uh, they don't act like it. They don't, they don't have a, a too cool for school attitude. They're just great quality kids. Richard, I grew up going to Rogers when I was a kid, going to Lake Atlanta, Swim Ranch, and various things during the summer. And I was driving around last night. It's just crazy how much that area, the Benville area, has expanded where we're at now. Have you seen that help in recruiting just the different activities and stuff that people can do outside of football, basketball, baseball when it comes to official visits and whatnot? Oh, there's absolutely uh, no question about that. You, you talk to uh, some of the uh, older uh, players in the 70s and 80s and and maybe uh, early 90s, and they'll tell you that there wasn't much to do in Fayetteville and Northwest Arkansas back then. And now you 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 have uh, you have more activities, you have more things to do, bigger population, and obviously the the opportunities after college is the big deal. Not you know for for the kids, but the kids are basically thinking, hey, I'm going to the NFL, and uh, and yeah, I'm not too too worried about opportunities after after college. But the parents sure are, and uh, with uh, Tyson and. And uh, JB Hunt and Walmart and all the satellite uh, companies, uh, you know, supplying them—that's uh, that's huge. And, and it just uh, and and then all the all the uh, accolades that uh, Northwest Arkansas gets, you know, as far as uh, quality of living, uh, some of the best, you know, one of the best places to live in the country. Uh, the economy growing so much and and things like that. That that also is a very attractive uh, thing that, that I know 
the coaches sell. Richard, you talked about some that are on the list to visit this weekend. Is there anyone not going to make it or not on the list that you say, shoot, man, that was a, it, that's an opportunity missed. Anyone that should have been here this weekend that's not going to be? Yeah, it's kind of funny that you, you, you ask that because uh, at uh, 559 I got notification that Mike Hawkins, uh, the four-star uh, quarterback from Allen, Texas, won't be here. But he will be uh, at the LSU or Ole Miss game. I visited with him last week uh, uh, before the A&M game, and he, he mentioned he, he was coming for the Alabama game but won't be able to make it. But uh, we'll be here for the Ole Miss or, or the LSU game. He, he has a high level of interest in Arkansas. So just because he's not coming this weekend doesn't mean that he's not interested. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, obviously we're, we're, you compete in Texas, but you think about, you know, A&M, Mississippi State. Think about some of the games in the league. There's there's really not anything that would trump this this weekend that, would you know, when someone's trying to plan out the, what is it, the six visits they get on the officials in a game like this this weekend, you know, um, this should be at the top of most people's list in games they want to go to. No, there's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, the, the Alabama home game is always traditionally the most well-attended by recruits of any game each year. Uh, LSU may, uh, LSU may, you know, get close to it, but the Alabama game is always anywhere from 70 to 100 kids, maybe even more sometimes. But, uh, and I anticipate, uh, we'll see about that many kids this weekend. Uh, kids want to see big games and, uh, and let's face it you know obviously they're coming you know they're coming to uh, visit Arkansas and, and see Arkansas play but they're also seeing Nick Saban in Alabama and one of the best program well, pro- the best program in, in the history of college football let's, let's face it you talk to these kids give the audience an idea of what their day's like when they get here and how Pittman's staff and you know because the coaching staff's busy with the football team and there's there's brief interactions maybe before they give the audience an idea of what a a day looks like when you come to a game as a recruit and and an official visitor with the University of Arkansas they'll start showing up around uh, 10 o'clock 10 30 and then they'll they'll be ushered into uh uh, into the stadium and, and into a area where all the recruits kind of hang out and the coaches will, uh, come and visit with them for, oh, 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. And then head back to the locker room. They don't get to interact with them much. Now a two thirty game, they will be able to, uh, maybe meet up with some of the kids afterwards or, uh, maybe the next day if they stay over. But for the most part, the, 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 the one-on-one with the coach is very limited because it's game day. But uh, the kids uh, will just be able to – and some kids afterwards can uh, do, a, do a little bit of a tour uh, if, if they want to. But uh, it, it's pretty much you, you, you attend the game, you, you interact with uh, the coaches a little bit, and also you interact with the, uh, uh, the sports staff and the recruiting staff, and they, they kind of – uh, you know, give you any information that you may need about the school if it, if you never visited Arkansas before. But uh, then, uh, you know, they, they attend the game, and most most kids leave after that. Uh, there you know, it looks like Ryan Wingo will probably uh, hang out with some of the players after the game, so uh, that that's that's possible for some kids too. Richard, we'll leave it there this morning. Big weekend, as you're saying, for Arkansas football recruiting. Hopefully. Coach Pittman and uh, company have a lot of positives to talk about after the game. Appreciate you joining us this morning. All right, guys. We'll see you.
All right, Richard Davenport with us here every Thursday, recruiting Thursday on the Morning Rush, brought to you by the Smithwick Original Suspending Rattlin' Rogue. Whether you're fishing for cold water bass on Beaver Lake, just a short distance from where we're at, the White River over by our friends at Gaston's, or you're just trying to, to reel in that big brown trout or that big rainbow, hey, the Smithwick Original Suspending Rattlin' Rogue will work. Uh, it stays in the strike zone longer, allowing you to catch more fish. You can find one at Walmart, Bass Pro Shops, Academy, LureNet.com, and tackle stores all over the place. It's the Smithwick original suspending Rattling Rogue. You know, we as Arkansas fans love when someone picks our team, including Coach Neuheisel on CBS. But if you watch those highlights, you saw Jamison Williams running with the football. Mm-hmm. They're still missing him. Mm-hmm. They're still missing John Meshi. They are not the same. Both these teams are coming into this game really able to run the football. I think they're ninth and 10th in the country in rushing the football. So they can do that. Both teams defensively can stop the run. Neither one gives up 100 yards rushing. So with that being the case, I know Bryce Young's gives you the edge, but K.J. Jefferson and his running ability forces people in there. This is going to be up to an Arkansas receiver to come through. Why do we always get overamped and overexcited when national media give us credit? You mentioned that <laughs> I yesterday. Don't. I but don't. As a fa- collectively no, I as a understand. Fan, I understand. It's... Everybody likes to hear people say good things about them. I mean, that's just human nature. People, uh, um, people want validation for what they feel. They don't want you to be fair and balanced. They want you to take their side. <laughs> I mean, let's just, pardon me, let's just be honest. So, you know, and look, Neuheisel's a respected guy. I, I think Neuheisel's particularly on XM I, I, and, and, and on his, you know, game day stuff. I, I, I think he's really good. I think he knows the game and uh, he articulates it well. But just because Rick Neuheisel thinks Arkansas is going to win or just because somebody else thinks Alabama is going to win, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. See, I kind of like when college game day has the guest pickers and Corso and the guys and they all pick against Arkansas. That's my favorite because then you can prove them wrong. But it sure seems like the kind of like last week validation. <laughs> yeah, well, SEC Nation picked all uh, uh, Arkansas and it went against it. And then College Game Day, with the exception of Corso, all picked against Arkansas. Yeah. I wouldn't expect uh, many on the panels to be picking Arkansas this week, and that that's just what you know going in. But it, it uh, Chuck, you once told me long ago. A lot of times in fan bases, people are more worried about people thinking you're good than actually being That's good. That's right. That's exactly is it right. More, is it more important to, for, for, to be high in the polls and to get the pats on the back? Are, are you more worried about that, or are you more worried about actually being good? I mean, there's, the, you know, people get too caught up in that. I, I mean, look, I go all over our league. There's not one single fan base that doesn't think ESPN hates them. Every single one of them thinks ESPN hates them. There's not one single fan base out there that doesn't think all the media has a meeting every morning. How can we screw those guys over? People believe that stuff, and and, and you can't change that. Well, I mean, Nestler and those guys, they were so slanted towards A&M last week. I mean, gosh, Chuck, I wish you could have heard. That's all I could read on, the, on Gary, Twitter. Gary, oh, they just hate Gary Arkansas. Gary Danielson takes more heat than any <laughs> analyst out there, and I promise you, when Gary Danielson goes home at night, he doesn't care one iota who's won that game. Not one iota. But people believe that these guys are biased against him, and really they're not. Now, look, every game kind of has its own flavor. Every game kind of has its own nuance. And if you're one of those describing the game, you know, 
it may come across to the team that's having a bad day that you're kind of picking on them. Or it may come across to the team that's having a good day that you're not celebrating them the way you should be. But, um, you know, that hey, that comes with a territory. And, again, we're who too, people pick has nothing to do with anything. But as fans, we're too sensitive to it. Oh, I know. And we think it actually has something to do with the outcome. And it has zero to do with the outcome of the game. Well, I think people, it's just human nature. People want their opinions validated. They want their opinions validated. They want people to agree with them. They want somebody to, to latch on to the same hope they've got. And, and that's just how it works. I, I don't know about how y'all's upbringing or whatever, but I was always more motivated when someone told me that, oh, you probably couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, right? <laughs> Rather than, oh, you're doing a great job, you're doing this. Isn't that something that you guys have been pushed by rather than I think that's lavish just, love all the time? I, I don't know what you're talking about, really. I, I, I mean, when in, in any part of life, when someone tells you that, they, oh, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, that should motivate you more. At least it does for some. Some yeah. give up and whatever. You know. And I would think that for Arkansas fans, I always feel like this football team, basketball team, baseball team plays better when they're the underdog. This is not a competition among fans, though. I mean, this is a football game between Alabama and Arkansas. Um, how a fan, you know, how a fan feels about it's important, but 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 it's not one of those deals where, you know, uh, players think like fans do. Players got a lot more stuff to worry about than you know some of this stuff we're talking about. I don't I don't think the players and the coaches give one iota who's picking whom on Saturday. I I just don't think it ever comes into the conversation. I don't think they ever know about it. I mean, think about oh, what they doing. know, they know. Kids know. They're, hey, these guys aren't robots. They keep up with all that stuff. And I'm sure they talk about it amongst themselves. But, you know, that's all it is is talk. And I don't know if it's a talking point from Pippen, but you were talking about it. Kids are on social media constantly. Oh, I yeah. know that from talking with players, they would – and this wasn't like right before the game, but they would see, hey, who picked against us this week and, and use that. When I was in school and I would talk to these guys about it, so they use it as motiv- – I don't know – how much it is, but it's definitely used as a motivation factor before they play this game. Not just I'm not just talking about Alabama, but in general as a whole. I'm sure it enters their thought process, but it has very little to do with what happens in the game. Hey, we're live this morning to McClarty, Daniel Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram in Bentonville, 2201 Southeast Moberly Lane. Come by and see us. We'll be here till 9. they got sales tax paid. And no payments, guys, till 2023. Chuck, it's National Coffee Day. I know we got some mm. coffee over there brewing. Are you? Have you always just been just straight black your whole life? I don't put. Uh, I mean, I put a little sweetener in there. I, mean, I don't drink it straight black. I mean, I'm not that tough. But uh, I put a little artificial sweetener in there. Yeah, a couple I'm, of them. I'm surprised that you, you should know that. You get the coffee every morning. I do. Uh, you know. No, you don't. No, you don't know how many sweeteners putting, I like. Don't don't start putting that. In I mean, don't act start, like you don't know. Uh, I'm gonna get start calling intern and don't, coffee boy. Don't, don't act need, like you don't know. We don't yeah. need that. I don't need that in my life. Well, I don't know. I, my dad told me when he turned like in his late 20s, he started drinking. But you just never. You never. You know, my over. my dad drank it every morning. My mom. Drinks coffee every morning. My wife, you don't want to be around her until she's had her coffee. I'm telling you, if if you murdered someone and my mom was on the jury and your entire defense was, well, I hadn't had my coffee yet. I mean, that, and they said the wrong thing and I just murdered them. Well, I acquitted. I mean, <laughs> not guilty. I mean, that, that's, that's how strongly my mother feels about coffee first thing in the morning. I'm kind of the same way. You know, I don't mean, mess with me until I've had my coffee. I'm not going to lie to you. I walked in here. The first thing I looked for was a coffee pot. Yeah. 
You and know. you were a little grouchy until you had some. Oh, you know, now, 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 now you're perking up a little I'm bit. I'm fine. Everything's good. <laughs> B in Clarksville, Texas, he says he likes his coffee with a splash of heavy whipping cream. I guess each people are. My, hey, I know people that do that. I know people that do that. Put a little shot of heavy whipping cream in there because it doesn't have sugar and things like that. And I'm, I'm not talking about like Cool Whip. I'm talking about the heavy whipping cream. Oh, Bailey's? No, <laughs> no. Kalua? I'm not talking Kalua, about okay. that. Yeah, Bailey's. I'm not talking Bailey's about whipping that. cream. Got but you. I know, I know people that do that. I know people that do that. I know people that, that do do Bailey's too. I understand. <laughs> it's part of the uh, the good old Irish coffee routine. I guess it's just it's one of those things where your parents do it a certain way. Did you guys? Does Laura have a Keurig or what kind of coffee machine? Oh do you no, guys no. Have? Well, we had a Keurig. And then I bought her an espresso machine. Oh wow! For Christmas last year, and the Keurig got sent out to this. I don't know where it got sent to pasture, man. It, was, it got fired. I mean, instantly. And uh, it's espresso, and she grinds the beans and presses them. And I don't, I don't even understand what. That's happens. too much work for me. I, I go it, straight it, to the Keurig. Yeah, I go straight to the Keurig. I gotta I, have the. I gotta have it right away. Yeah. I, don't, I don't drink espressos, but I drink espresso martinis. They're different. A what? Espresso martinis. Would, you, hey, you just said that on the radio, man. Wow. Yeah, they're good. I wouldn't have said that on the radio. Up. That's great. Yeah. Happy you do it. Just I know keep, a lot of men that do that. Keep adding to the material, I guess. All right, Jimmy and Conway, you've called in this morning. What's going on a Thursday? Top of the morning to you, fellas. Hey, uh, I What's just want to ask Chuck. I want to ask Chuck, uh, of all your travels here throughout the SEC stops, what, what are your favorite stops? that you go to and what are your least favorite give us some reasons why thanks okay all right fair enough um there's not any of them i dislike and that really is the truth there there there's not a single place that we go to that i think you know uh, there's not anything to do there I, I can promise you i mean i've been doing this a while when i was younger i could find plenty to do even in the outposts and um you know i, I had a lot of fun in starkville back in the yeah. day if if you know nashville is a great city Nashville is a great city, and I like going to Nashville. Even though, you know, when you go there, we don't play Vanderbilt football much. I like going over there for the conference basketball tournament. I enjoy going there. I think when Tennessee is good, Tennessee's atmosphere is really hard to beat. Um, but, you know, Alabama and Georgia do it in a way that nobody else does. And, I mean, I just don't know how else to put it. Um, I don't like I don't like LSU. Um, but I like going down there. I guess if I had to pick one place I didn't like going, it would be Columbia because it's always cold up there. I'm, I'm talking Which Columbia, one? Missouri. <laughs> Columbia, South Carolina is okay. I, but, I mean, Columbia, Missouri, I've never been up there in basketball when it wasn't freezing cold. You go up there this Friday after Thanksgiving, it's always raining or something or just damp. It's never nice. And um, um, I guess that would be the one place that, that yeah. I don't like going. Guys, i got to tell you, I, maybe I'm the only one. I've developed a sincere dislike of, of uh, Missouri. I know people think, well, you know, I don't think much about them. I've developed a sincere dislike of those guys. Why? I just don't like them. I mean, it's cold up there. I don't think they take, I don't think they take their sports seriously. I don't think it means more. Um, they act like they're a little bit better than those of us in the southern corridor. Let's just put it that way. And. I've just never cared for Yeah, Bob, Bob Holt's the most arrogant person. No, I'm not talking about Bob Holt. Bob, I, I'm not talking about him, and I'm not bringing anybody's name into it. I'm just saying I don't care for their program. I remember the first time Arkansas went up there. Bielema was 
took them up there for that conference game. That was a, a joke of a statement. They've done work since then, but not a lot. But I remember underneath, uh, you know, underneath the the south. I don't remember which direction end zone, but underneath the where the visitor set was where they had the media sessions, at, and it was literally under a funeral tent. I mean, that that, that you talk about it doesn't mean more. They that, got a long way to go. Of, oh, they got a long still, way to go. They and, still and do. The thing that I see about Missouri, and I, I'm just going to be honest here, is is I don't think that. Um, I don't think the time that they've been in our league, I don't think they've progressed very much. When I see their facilities, and I'm sure they've done some things here and there, but, you know, there's not anything magnificent. There's no Baum Stadium. You know, there's no Fred Smith Football Center. There's, uh, I mean, they don't have things like that. And I've wondered why. Because, you know, they got plenty of cash rolling in now. Well, they rolled into this league and went to, what, two championship games early, and they thought they had it all figured well, out. Well, now, let me tell you something. Their only prayer of being good in this conference was, is a coach like Gary Pinkle. Um, I mean, Missouri in the trenches right now is, I mean, they're nowhere close. And uh, they, need, uh, they need an old-school guy to come in there and kind of reemphasize what wins games. Very unfortunate for them that uh, yeah, his health it. declined. I hate yeah. it for him. Hey, uh, t- t- I can hear the sincerity in your voice. Tired of uh, constant computer issues at work? When the network's not working, the computers don't work, man, nobody gets any work done. Is it the router? Is it the hardware, software, cybersecurity issues? you got malware on your machine, and God help us all if ransomware shows up on your network. That's why you need the people at Hashtag Managed IT Services. You can call Daryl at 479-802-4978. They take care of all the small and big issues for you. That's 802-4978, hashtag technology without the headaches. We are live at McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Benville. Come by and see us. Hour number two of Recruiting Thursday next on The Morning Rush. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. You know, we were talking at dinner last night, Tommy, about what has to go right 
for Arkansas to win this game Saturday at 2.30? Since it's you posted, I'll let you hit it first. Well, I think you know, we've talked a lot about some of it. I mean, some of it's just obvious and basic. It's got to be ball security. Arkansas's had two games in a row where the ball has gotten loose. Thank you, my friend. Has gotten away from them at wow. the goal line. And uh, that's, I think, first and foremost where you got to begin is uh, Arkansas cannot turn the ball over in this game. Thanks, Chuck, James. Chuck, you've talked about the anatomy of an upset, and it's got to begin with winning the turnover margin. I stole that phrase from Rick Neuheisel, well, by the way. It sounded really smart yeah. when you said it. <laughs> the anatomy so of I should have known you stole yeah, it. I stole it from Rick Neuheisel. <laughs> you've, uh, Arkansas has got to force some turnovers, and they know that. I mean, uh, Coach Pittman talked about it on the radio show last night, and, and um, that's, I think, one of the things that has to happen. You're, you're not going to win the ball game Saturday if you don't force some turnovers. I'm not saying you've got to win the turnover battle, but you've got to force some on your own. How much uh, – I mean, we've seen situational turnovers really be costly the last couple of weeks. You know, when the ball goes into the end zone and the other team gets it at the 20, when the, when the, when the team gets the ball at the three-yard line and returns it to the house, I mean, sometimes it's where they're at. You, you can survive a turnover, you know, between the 30s and get away with it. Sometimes it's just where they, where they happen and when they happen. No doubt. And, uh, you know, you certainly don't want to be fumbling on the goal line and – you know, when you're about to go in, and you sure don't want to be fumbling on the, your own goal line at the other end of the field. And, you know, when I think about the great Alabama teams, I think about the teams that force a turnover, scoop and score, and then it's like sharks to blood the rest of the day. Or I think about an Alabama team that blocks a punt. Um, we hadn't talked about getting a punt block this week. Better not have that happen. And um, might be nice if you could pull something like that yourself. Um and you might have to have a play or two like you had last year, you know, where they, uh, you know, they, they faked it and threw it to Kern. I mean, you might have to have a play like that. Um, you know, we ran some trick plays that day, and they won, or, uh, you know, they worked. And so you might have to do a few things like that against them. You bring up punting. We've had a few text calls, and we, we hadn't had a whole lot of conversation about the punting situation. But it seems like I'm hearing a little more rumbling about the punter and maybe read – Bauer should be out there, and is Fletcher the right guy? What, what's your take on where Arkansas is at right now with the punt game? I'm sure they've competed this week in practice. I mean, uh, now, you know, I'll, I'll say this, and I've, I've not watched as much as obviously the ones who were there. I watched a little, and, I mean, I thought, I thought Fletcher was as good as I'd seen in a long, long time. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he was booming and all over the place. And I know he still does that in practice. Part of it's placement. Part of it is placements. It, it's, it's, it's not always a situation where the punter's job is just to punt it as far as he can. Uh, I mean, you're trying to place it in a certain spot of the, on the field based on your coverage. I think the coverage has been good. And whether it's a 35-yard punt or a 50-yard punt, I mean, you still got to get down there and cover. So they need another six or seven yards, I think, out of their punter. Um, but if you want a guy who's going to average 44, 45 yards – Fletcher is the best option. Fletcher is the best option. And last week, the last thing you want to do is outkick your coverage when Anaya Smith is back there as lethal as it gets. And I know that's something that's probably in the back of, that was in the back of Max's head. It's like, man, if I kick this 50, 55 yards, my guys aren't down there. He's taking this sucker back. Well, if you kick it 35 and he catches it on the run, you're in trouble too. So, I mean, it's uh, – um, 
You know, it's a double-edged sword there. you got to cover it either way. I mean, numbers can lie to you, but neither team's a great punting team. Arkansas is 123 in the nation, averaging 33 in net punting. Alabama just three yards better at 36. That's still outside of the top 100, so 109th nationally. Whatever that's worth through four games, that's Alabama what Alabama had to punt a whole lot. That really mattered, I don't guess. How much have they had to punt in their first four games? Yeah. I don't know, but these are the 13th and 14th net punting teams in the yeah. conference. Yeah. Here's the other thing that needs to be mentioned. And they're both ranked. Yeah, we we've talked about KJ's mindset this week. What do you think K, uh, Cam Little's head is at? He's fine. Kickers are fine. They got to have ice water in their veins. I. I Why would you the, think he's not? Because he was distraught after the game. Those were Coach's words. Everybody I, was distraught. I, and to me, college kickers have the most fragile egos, and and this isn't just a Cam thing. But I, I think about that this game's going to be close. I think all of us sitting here think this game's going to be close. They, Bama's got a good kicker. This is not typical Bama. I just wonder what Cam, what's going through Cam's head this week after what happened last I, week. I, I, here's what I hope's going through. I can't tell you. None of us can tell you. Here's what I hope's in his head. I sure hope this game comes down to me getting to win the game. With well, the that's exactly goal. what he's thinking. And, yeah. and, and, and here's the deal. If, if he had not already gone through this many times in his career, he wouldn't be kicking at the University of Arkansas. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, he hadn't been perfect his whole life. He's missed kicks before. I'm sure he's missed big kicks before. But if he had not been able to come back from that, he wouldn't be here. Now, I pray for this. If if it comes down to a kick and Alabama's got to make a kick, surely the, the staff that puts together what goes on the video board has the Lee Tiffin highlight reel ready to go from 06 to put up there during that timeout. That's what we do need if Alabama has to make a, a big kick. See, I think part of this stuff, when we wonder about where's somebody's head, you know, where's a yeah. kicker's head, where's yeah. a quarterback's head, it's because we got all this time to sit around and analyze it and think about it. You know, these these guys got stuff to do every day. They're not sitting around worrying about this stuff the way – they're kids. They, I mean, Cam Little, I promise you, and any of these other guys too – um, they got a lot of things on their mind today, and a lot of them are the same things we had on our minds when we were 20 or 21 years old, and um, they're going to be okay. I, I'll put it this way. Cam Little would be one of the last people on the team that I would worry or wonder about is he going to be crushed by what happened a week ago? You said it best, Tommy. You want him to be in a situation where he has an opportunity to kick a crucial kick against the Crimson Tide on Saturday. Our research staff just looked it up for us. Bama's punted 12 times this yeah. year. So. That seems like three a lot. A game. Three a game. That seemed like a lot, honestly. Let's talk to Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, appreciate you joining us as always, buddy. You've, you've got a chance to cover – Alabama, you probably watched some games of them this year and some tape. What weaknesses have you seen with the Crimson Tide thus far? Uh, good morning, guys. Always a pleasure. Um, I Right now they're not showing a ton. Um, you know, their O-line gave up pressure in the Texas game, and, you know, Bryce Young was able to squirt out of it and make big plays. But I, I think in that game maybe there's some tells, some clues that Barry Odom and, and his staff can – put together some some rush schemes because we know they're going to come at Bryce Young. If they if they miss him, then that's that's where the problems begin because guys running in open space, Bryce Young throwing on the run, Bryce Young running on the run is, could be very problematic. But they're, they're pretty typical Nick Saban, you know, working through whatever small issues they've seen and 
uh, getting better. I mean, last year Arkansas took advantage of their secondary. Traylon Burks was faster than most of their guys, and he proved that on a couple of plays. Can Arkansas hit deep play, uh, deep shots in this game? That's a, a good question. Tom, I look at their wide receivers, and they lost two of the best in all of college football, and John Mechie and Jamison Williams. Slade Bolden was their third down guy, and they've struggled a little bit this year. Is that an area that Arkansas typically has to be very on lock on, and maybe Bama doesn't have the wide receivers they typically have this year? Yeah, I would say that their collection is not as explosive and deep. as Jamison Williams was just a phenomenal. I mean, without him, I don't know if Bama wins the game last year. But Jermaine Burton has been good. They've got some other guys. And the way they used Jameer Gibbs in the past game, that's going to be a real headache for Arkansas because what are you going to do with your linebackers? Are you are you going to try to cover him with your linebackers? Um, you know, if Drew Sanders is rushing, he can't be covering Jameer Gibbs. So um, how they how they deal with him is going to be an issue. And, and I bet they mix things up, too. You know, they run a lot more man and come with, with pressure. Uh, but as, as Sam has described it, double cloud coverage. You know, if they throw some of that into this game, you know, will that will that buck what the the uh, the, the plan is for Alabama? I, I'm not sure, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if they use it from time to time. Tom, considering who Alabama has played to this point, Utah State, Texas, UL Monroe, and Vanderbilt, how how do you evaluate them looking at their numbers? And is there a trap here that we could be falling mm-hmm. into by saying, well, look who they've played? I mean. What do we really know about Bama at this point? Well, well, that's a good point. We know that there's a ton of talent. We know there's five stars. We know that Will Anderson makes you scheme to, to slow him. The, 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 uh, Sam Pittman likes their secondary. So, um, right, the fact that Texas played them so well, uh, it was a road game, and we really had a chance to win the game, that's heartening for Arkansas because they feel like, you know, we beat this team last year. We can go toe-to-toe in the trenches with, with Texas. We proved that. So uh, perhaps they can get a pass rush against Bama. Perhaps, you know, they can block and, and you know, give K.J. some time. Maybe they can get their run game established. Um, you know, the way Sam Pittman and these players have talked is, like, we hung with them last year at their place. It was a touchdown differential. Um, we, we've shown we can move the ball on them. You know, we're going to have a chance in this game. So um, what we know of Alabama is that they're growing into a team that people think is going to contend for the national championship. You know, we were just talking about net punting numbers, and Alabama's 13th in the league, Arkansas's 14th. I just look, you know, if you get caught up in numbers, you can talk yourself into Alabama's got some uncharacteristic areas. You know, you look at the, the way they've been penalized. It's 11th in the league and nearly a 100th in the country. Turnover margin. They've only gotten one interception. Um, that That's where I think you can fall into a trap thinking, well, this isn't a very good Bama team. And then all of a sudden, as Chuck said all week, they have a, they have a way of spoiling your plans. Oh, absolutely they do. And Sam Pittman was also asked that about the turnovers yesterday. And here's the thing. Um, he goes, when you're when you're way on top of teams, a lot of times there's not that, um, you know, that urgency to create more pressure. or And, you know, your backups are in the game earlier. They're not as adept at, at clawing the ball out and that kind of thing. So I just think turnover margin is going to be really, really big. If Arkansas can win it, that gives them a chance. Um, you know, special teams – Perhaps they're they're comparable with their their punting, but Kool Aid McKinstry is a is a great punt returner, and the safety Brian Branch has returned one. So um, you know, 
Arkansas is going to have to win a lot of the, you know, like third and shorts. But somehow or the other, they've got to win third downs and, and, and force Alabama into some incompletions. Get, get Bryce Young uncomfortable. And in, in last year's game, you know, there was a couple of times they had him on the run and all, but it seemed to me, I mean, he made one of those touchdown throws. He was, he was pressured. He was running to his right, and he just threw one way on the edge, and it wound up in a touchdown. Uh, they got to rattle him a little bit more this season. You know, you bring that up. Bryce Young and Alabama last year, four out of the five true road games, Tom, they were decided by three points less, and one of those games being A&M, which they lost. Has yeah. Alabama shown with shown with him at the helm that they're a different team on the road than when they play in Tuscaloosa? You know, I saw that stat earlier in the week, and it was a little bit surprising. But, yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that if, if your crowd is there, if you can get an early score, like, you know, people have been showing the clips of the Ronnie Wingo wheel route touchdown on play two against them in 2010. Uh, if you can do those type of things and maybe get them under a little pressure, perhaps they they make plays that are somewhat out of character for them. But uh, I do believe there's a little bit of um, – it, it's real. That, that road stat that you mentioned with Bryce Young that – um, and and perhaps Arkansas can be the team like A and M last year that you know A and M returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Um, they they got a little pressure on Young, and they just had some guys make some extraordinary plays. And and I think Arkansas is a team that has the personnel that can make explosives like the Warren Thompson touchdown last week, and we've seen it with some other guys. And you know Matt Landers can he get behind the secondary and KJ drop one in? I mean KJ's numbers. Um, on deep passes are, are better than his intermediate numbers. And that's one thing about KJ. I think he's going to bounce back fine from the fumble. Uh, but he's got he's to be a little bit more accurate when he's on the move. His, his accuracy numbers in the intermediate range, particularly when he's, he's moving, have not been good. You bring up Matt Landers. He only has one catch last game, and he had over 130 yards in the game before. Just kind of had an off game, wasn't getting a lot of looks. What could he be for Arkansas this game? 6'5", we know how fast he is. What could he be for Arkansas, Tom? Yeah, I don't know exactly what A&M did to take him away from being targeted a lot. but I guess they had their best corner on him the most. But um, he can give you – I mean, he's the fastest guy, so – if he can get by a corner or just a small amount of separation, KJ can can fire it in there, and you know we've seen him do it. And um, that's the kind of play that Traylon Burks made against Bama last year. I mean, the back shoulder wound up being a big touchdown for them. So uh, I'm sure he'll get targeted more than he did in the A&M game on Saturday. Tom KJ Jefferson's rushed for a touchdown in five straight games dating back to last year. Will he be able to run it into the end zone this week against Alabama to make it six? It depends on if they get any uh, goal-to-goes, you know, inside the threes. I don't think Kendall Bryles nor KJ would hesitate in, in letting him run it again. And, you know, I don't know what was going through his head when he jumped. I mean, he had just taken one step inside the four. Um, and, A, it's really hard to score when you're in the air from the three. Um with that many guys in between you and the, in the goal line and, and B, you know, having the ball up that high, you know, just so dangerous. So I don't know what KJ was thinking, but keeping his feet would be a, a better option. And I'm sure they'll have a nice goal line package and KJ keeping the ball is always going to be in that. Tom, good stuff. Uh, always great to break it down. We'll talk to you on Tuesday and talk about what happens on Saturday. All right. I like the sound of it. See y'all.
Tom Murphy with us every Thursday here on the Morning Rush. We're live this morning in McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We're here in Bentonville. Combined see us uh, 2201 Southeast Moberly Lane. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. Their staff's going to be here to take care of you with sales tax paid and no payments till 2023, guys. So a uh, good time to get by here to McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Bentonville. You know what, Coach was talking about the game last night. We're going to score some points, you know, to, to stay in the game. Uh, we were able to respond last year. The The problem is for most part of that game, it was we were down two at one point, three touch three scores and we get we battled back into it we we need to strike as fast as we possibly can that's what they did in 2010 two plays touchdown guys how important is there then to get <clears throat> off to a fast start well the first thing i want to say is we lost in 2010 mm-hmm. i mean we lost everybody acts like that ronnie wingo play i mean hey we won that game no <laughs> no no we lost um, so, I mean, uh, um, yeah, fast start would be nice. Fast start would be very nice. I think the thing that you've got to – there's one thing I think you've got to do, and then there's one thing I think you've got to avoid. Um, you've got to answer. You've got to answer. You're going to get punched. I mean, you're going to get your nose bloodied in a game like this. And you've got to punch back. You've got to answer. They were able to do that last year. And it would be very nice to play with a lead, even if it's just 7 to nothing, even if it's just 3 to nothing. Um, I agree with what Coach Pittman said. Last year, Arkansas played catch-up the whole way. Arkansas was not going to win the game last year. I mean, they were behind the eight ball right from the get-go. They hung, they answered, scored late, made it a seven-point game. But I never felt like during the course of that game, we're going to win, you know. Um, Now, I think that perhaps this game will unfold Saturday where there's a point in there where you say, I think we're going to win. You know, we 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 need to start defining our great moments <laughs> with games we won. Absolutely, not with wheel routes and games we lost. Absolutely, you know, and, and to the point of the fast start, I'll remind you, and y'all all know this: Arkansas led fourteen to nothing last week, and it didn't turn out in the end the way you wanted right. it. And I don't think Arkansas is going to be in a position where you're ever comfortable with any kind of lead against Alabama, but. Uh, a fast start and a big lead early guarantees you nothing, as we recently remember. Sudden change plays are so important. And, uh, you know, that that I thought the run by A-chain that flipped the field, I thought that was order. a big play. Yeah. And obviously the fumble was a, you know, was a sudden change play. If you're going to pull an upset, if you're going to beat a team like Alabama, you got to have plays like that. Did Newheis will say that too? No, he Sudden did not change. say Where'd that. you get that one? That's uh, you know, <laughs> I think I picked that one up about ten years ago. You hear it a lot, like if a team recovers a fumble at yeah. the, like the plus forty-seven sudden change, going yeah. deep right here. Yeah. You better watch it. Yeah. I, I like I, that, it. Yeah, that was any time that you can get something quick like that. That's that, and that goes back to your turnover. What you've been well, doing. Well, you need momentum plays. You need momentum plays, and it's kind of like Alabama on the other side. If you've watched Alabama play, I mean, when their defense scores, you can start the bus. I mean, it's over because it is like sharks to blood. Um, and, and, you know, you've just got to avoid being in that situation. It's easier said than done. It's the juice. You can see the players. You can see the energy swap sidelines wow. when things like that happens. You, some call it momentum. I, I, I think it's as much the players start feeling it. It's, you know, well, you I think a lot of it's they got the best players. <laughs> well, but, and, and, and it happens in games where, the, no where, question. where it's not so no tilted. Question. You're we right. saw it last week where it wasn't tilted 
to one team's direction on the roster. And you just have those plays, and all of a sudden one team's down and one team's confident, and those are those sudden change plays you're talking about to create that. I think it's important, and I think they're going to they're gonna sack Bryce Young on Saturday, but I think it's important this secondary gets an interception because they got eaten live by Bryce last year. And Bryce has killed a lot of teams and coaches and players, but – he didn't seem human last year in that Tuscaloosa game. They need to realize that he's just another football. It's hard to do with the Heisman Trophy, but that's why I think it's so important that that secondary gets an interception. See, I think game. the players already view him as just another player. I think the fans are the ones that give him godlike status. Those players out there on the field, they're not afraid of Bryce Young. They're not a single player lining up that's afraid of Bryce Young. Um, now, Bryce Young may be a better player. He may end up making more plays than they do. But I think that's the fans talk about. I, I, I don't think there's a, I don't think we're going to have a player on the field Saturday that uh, is afraid of Bryce Young. Maybe they're afraid of his capabilities and his talents because while he's not the biggest guy, he's kind of a smaller. I think he's only like six. Well, one, you six respect two. him. You respect, respect him. The heck out of but him. you don't fear him. I you fear what he can do. You do. I mean, you do. Don't speak for everybody else. Do you, you do. Not, do you not think Barry Odom is, is – Well, sure, but my point is when you go out on the field as a player, you're not afraid of the guy across from you. Do I respect him? Oh, I absolutely respect him. Do I fear him? If you go out there on the field fearing Bryce Young, we ain't got a chance. There's no chance to win the game. You respect him, but you don't fear him. Because if, you, if you're already in that trap, you've got self-doubt, yeah. fear, you're eat up. You're, you're defeated already. I mean, that sports is – competing at this level is all based on confidence. You either believe you can do it or you don't. Either way, you're right. And, uh, you know, Chuck's right. And the, 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 these players believe they're going to go out. And I'm not worried about moment. our mental approach. I, I, I don't think mental approach has anything to do with what's going to happen on Saturday. I think Arkansas's mental approach is fine. I, I, I don't – I don't think there's anything there to question, frankly. Now, they may get beat by a better team Saturday, but it's not going to be because they're in the wrong place mentally. Our hog updates coming up in a minute. Again, we're live this morning in McClarty, Daniel Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, Moberly Lane in Bentonville. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Nohouseadvantage.com, promo code HTL. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. (laughs) 
Former Arkansas quarterback and also Morning Rush co-host Clint Sterner was on McElroy and Kublik yesterday talking about Arkansas's chance to beat Alabama. Usually they come into the game and they've got two or three guys that you know they're going to get the ball to and you just don't have a chance to stop them. It's just not going to happen. They don't have that this year. Outside of Bryce Young, obviously pulling the trigger, but they don't have guys that they just feel that comfortable with. They're going to go in there, they're going to beat them, they're going to torch you. Uh, Arkansas is going to have to take advantage of that, I think. And, and uh, it's a long shot. Guys, this is a completely different wide receiver group for the Crimson Tide than it was last year when you lose NFL guys in that position. And not to say they're bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they're they're not near as good as what they typically are when you think well, Alabama wide receivers. Maybe maybe not with the skill, but they're still getting 280-plus yards a game, so they're still able to move the ball and get first downs. Well, just because you're not Jamison Williams or John Mechie doesn't mean you're still not pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> they got some, uh, I'm sure they've got some guys that are good. Well, I'll go back to what you said earlier. They haven't played anyone. Yeah. They just haven't. Let's. I mean, you, you played a backup quarterback in Austin, Texas, in Hudson Card. Quinn Ewers gets hurt in the first quarter by Dallas Turner in that football game. They played Monroe. They played Vandy. They played Utah State. They haven't well, played a team like Arkansas And yet. plus, too, I mean, in those games, they're playing a lot of their second, third team yep. in the second half. I mean, you're, you, you know, the numbers, the numbers in games like that get skewed. So... Have you? I, I know you. Have you seen who the punt return guy is for uh, Kool Aid McKissick? Yeah, I mean, Kool Aid McKissick. <laughs> surely you've worked up some stuff for Kool Aid. Yeah, he's for well. He's 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 been there. He's yeah. you know he's a good player. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's a good player. He's five star kid coming out of high yeah. school. Yeah. Him and you got him and Bumper Pool. That's yeah. two of the coolest names in college football, right there. But you're talking about the wide receivers. There's only one that's got more than 200 yards at this point that's for. Brooks, right? Corey Brooks. Or that is, it, is a holding. Well, hurt? but again, go back to who they play. They had not had to throw. You know, they haven't had to do anything. Uh, they've not had to come close to pulling out all the stops offensively. Well, and I think what's also we're talking about KJ's legs this week. Bryce Young, he's not. He's he's consistently sitting in the pocket, but he makes plays on the run and is again he is slithery. He ducks and dives and is very hard to tackle. If Arkansas gets in the backfield like they've been able to, they have to bring him down. And KJ's a, a good load to bring down. KJ's strong, too, so I think you're going to have two quarterbacks that are hard to get to the ground. Well, they're both hard to tackle in different ways. And, um, you know, Young's a guy that he certainly is elusive. I mean, you watch games where it seems like they've got him and, you know, he gets away. I think everybody goes into every time they play Alabama saying, you know, when we have a chance, we got to get Bryce Young on the ground, and very few people are able to do it. And 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 that that's because he's great. I liked it better when they had game managers at quarterback: Coker, McElroy, McCarron. Now they're whipping out Mac Jones, Bryce Young, and Tua Tungavaloa. It's a little, little bit more difficult for defenses to game plan again. Not that it was easy going up against Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, and Coker. I was going to say some of those guys have rings too. Yeah, I no, mean, they won. Uh, um, you know, the games just changed. I yeah. mean, the games just changed, and um, you know, when you're Alabama and you've got it rolling, um, you know, you can go get the best players at any position. And when he decided that he was going to change things up offensively, he's instead of going out and getting the best rush end and the best middle linebacker and the best safety like Alabama always had, they just started going and getting the best quarterbacks, the best wide receivers, best running backs, and um, they just, you know, change the way they do things. Yeah. Difference is they just don't have, other than Bryce Young, on the offensive side, the household names – 
in college football. The, the names you know, the names you trust from, year, from, from a season ago aren't there for Alabama yet. But these are the kind of games, yeah. Chuck, that make those guys household yeah, names. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's, the, you know, that's the thing. I mean, um, they've been good for a long, long time now, and that roster – changes i mean that's the you know that's the nature of the business in college sports and so um you know they've got they've got guys waiting in the wings who think they're going to be the next legend and you know there's pretty good chance one or two of them will be talked about jordan dominic coming over from georgia tech they brought in jameer gibbs also from the yellow tackets yellow jackets and he's been really big in the he you t- i think you said this yesterday he's leading in catches this year right for Jameer Gibbs for Alabama. I think you said that yesterday. So he's going to be after someone that they have to bring down if you're Gibbs Arkansas. leads in catches yep. by holding leads in yards. Yep. So. so he's going to be really difficult to for man-on-man coverage and whatever they do there. Baseball news for you this morning. So we got the Fall Classic tomorrow, which you were talking about. There, there's going to be a good chunk of people that are going to make their way there, Tommy. I think there will be. I mean, A, it's the your everyone's favorite word. It's free to get in. Free, free parking, free, free admission. And, you know, if you're staying in a hotel – Northwest Arkansas, there's there's probably none that offer anything less than a two-night minimum. So you're here Friday night. You're looking for something to do. So I think there will be some people that will go watch the, the, the free baseball exhibition. I think they'll have some people there. You know, I think there will be some people that stop in. I don't know how many are going to watch nine innings, but I think around dinner and around getting checked into the hotel and around meeting – the family and friends, you're going to be around this weekend for the football game. I think people will stop in for a little while. That's going to do it for your hog update. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Chuck, what do you think I'd have to pay Clay to sit with me at the touchdown? A lot. A lot of money. A lot. Too much. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a price. Not too much uh, a price on that. I'm not, you know, people say everybody has their price. I'm not really sure that's true in this instance. I was going to offer him a ticket, Tommy, to come sit with me this weekend, but I guess he's just, uh, 
He's too <laughs> obtuse in this situation. Gotta wash his hair. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> wash his hair. Jesus. <laughs> hey, slide by and see us this morning. McClarty, Daniel Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, Moberly Lane, as Ty said, in Bentonville. Here's the deal, guys. Sales tax paid, no payments till 2023, so they're going to make it easy for you right now here at uh, McClarty Daniel. It's Benton, It's right here in Bentonville, Northwest Arkansas's largest Ram truck selection. We'll talk to Clay in just a second. We were all out early this morning. What was it, 47, 48? It was crisp. It was great this morning. And it was nice. And there's no better way to start a day like this than about right here. See right below the chin right there where you want to go with that hot water and a hot spring spa from Burton Pools and Spas in Springdale and in Fort Smith. You can uh, right now get big savings, up to $4,900 off, and payments as low as $80 a month. I say set the baby on about 103. It'll go up to 104. Don't max it out. About 103 degrees in your hot tub. Get them jets working up and down your back. You'll, you'll be ready to go for the day. You can conquer the world. You got payments as low as $80 a month right now, too, at Burton Pools and Spots. Again, Springdale and in Fort Smith and always online at BurtonPools.com. We're going to get to Clay here coming up in just a sec. What's it? And, Chuck, I know you've been doing this a long time. Have you ever gotten a chance to watch a game next to Clay? How long has it been? Oh, I don't know that I have. I don't know that I have. I mean, he's been in our radio booth, obviously, for bits, but I I, I don't recall watching a game with him. What about you? Um, not a Razorback game, no. Clay would never allow that, you know. We're not on his level, you know. Is it a certain level that you have to get to at this, yeah. at this point to watch a game with well, him? Well, I mean, there's usually the velvet. When Clay was in the press box, there was velvet ropes, you know, kind of around his area. I mean, people just really didn't mess with his last His last name is on the uh, yeah. the thing, on the on the top of the press box. So yeah. I will say, speaking of press boxes, guys, they had prime rib. You probably got to experience it last week. Jerry does it right everywhere in that press box. I didn't make it down there for that. I uh, I started down there, but it's a long walk from the radio booth, and there were a couple of boxes along the way that had food that was good enough that for me. Enough. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I stopped in there, yeah. and it was a shorter trip. Hey, prime rib, huh? I may yeah. have to start making that trip again. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's welcome in Clay now to the program this morning. Clay, appreciate you joining us as always. Bama Week, it's always a big one. I know that Arkansas fans are excited. We've talked about that. Uh, I want to ask you about will anderson a little bit we've talked a lot about bryce young this morning i know that you game plan defensively a lot of times how do you game plan offensively for one of the best players in the country well i think you 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 see what his tendencies are against certain formations and then you try to game plan accordingly in other words if 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 he's if you line up in this formation it sends him here and, and you can uh you know, once he moves, then then you can move your your uh, your helpers, so to speak. You know, your your backfield blockers, your tight end to to give some help because he's going to destroy one man. He's best player in America, in my opinion, has been. He he would have been, uh, you know, the number one pick if he'd come out last year, and probably would be the number one pick this year. I just think he's a great player. He's a great talent. Uh, I enjoy watching him play. Uh, you know, there, there are a few players that I have seen that I would pay to watch. He's one of them. He is just that dynamic. 
You know what I thought was really wild is in the fourth quarter of that football game, Clay, Rashad DeBinion, who is a true freshman, Coach Bryles, Coach Smith, and Coach Pittman trusted him in that situation. And we've seen him give a burst. What kind of lineup do you think the running backs are going to roll with in this football game? I know Rocket's a leading rusher. How are they going to go about just the flow of the running backs in this game? You know, play them all. You can keep them fresh. Uh, you can play the guy that's hot. If there's something that develops and you get a play, you get a matchup, and you see the way one of those running backs is, is handling himself. But I, if anybody is surprised uh, with Rashad DeBinion, I, you know, they weren't listening back in the spring when the people that watched practice, including me, saw him and knew that he was a special talent. And the first time I saw him, I thought he was Alex Collins. And I thought he was a crafty running back. Um, a little bit like Collins that he doesn't have, you know, the, 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 you know, the fantastic home run speed. He's got good speed, but he's, you know, he's not 4-2, 4-3. But he is an explosive back. He makes you miss, and he can take a hit. And, you know, they've got several like that. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think we'll continue to see Dominic Johnson's role uh, get bigger, and it will get bigger as he proves that he's going to be a playmaker. Yeah, you know, that's what you want out there. But they got them. They got four running backs that that are as good as any group in the country, and they'll play them all. You know, Clay. Last night on Coach Pittman's radio show, you know, I I asked him the obvious question that everybody's been asking is. You know, what does Dominic Johnson bring to the table now that he's back with the team? And, you know, he he said, I mean, the first thing he said was the guy we got to get more carries is Rashad DeBinion. And he talked about his running style and how he was hard to tackle and built low to the ground. But, you know, the one thing that comes through over and over again when you listen to Pittman talk, he wants the tough guys, and it doesn't really matter what position you play. He wants the tough guys, and it seems like with DeBinion that that's what he likes best. Well, everything that they've asked him to do, he's been able to handle. You know, they worried about his pass protection, and he's been good at that. In other words, if they teach him, he learns it and is going to be good at it, and that's, the, that's how the great ones are. And Dominic Johnson, what you what you don't want to do is just go too fast with him. Coming back from an ACL, and it wasn't just a normal ACL. There's a, there was some other stuff in there too. Let him kind of roll into it, and you're going to need him. All these guys, just like Dominic, you know, wasn't healthy at the end of the season. You don't need an SEC season. You get beat up at running back, and they they've got a tough schedule, and they're going to need all these guys. But I I would say Dominic, you just kind of get his feet wet again this game and see how it goes. Clay, we always talk about special teams uh, each week and how they can flip the field and make the difference. Uh, what's your assessment of where Alabama's at after four games in special teams, and what what are the keys in that third phase of the game this week? Yeah, so what you what you uh, have to understand is special teams probably is not just your you know you sprinkle in some starters, but you, it's your it's your twos and in some cases threes, you know like 
Sam M. Bake is, you know, the, the guy on the punt return team that's in charge of the Gunners. Well, he's not a starter, but he's a great talent. And what you have with Alabama is that you got guys that haven't broken into the lineup yet that are really, really itchy to get playing time. And they're great talents. They're fours and fives, you know, on the star rating. And they're played on special teams. So that's what you have to match with them. They have great speed. They usually have dynamic return guys. And they can cover. The, you know, it's Saban's guys, cornerbacks and safeties. You know, he coaches the corners that are playing in, in special teams in their cover units. And if you want to get on the field, you know, as a starting cornerback, the first thing you have to do is prove to him that you can cover on a kick. And so that's the, the challenge at Alabama. You're always under the watch of Nick Saban trying to prove something on special teams, and they're always solid. They can break games with returns. And I, I think that's a big part of what this game is this week. For Cam Little, getting an early shot to put one between the uprights, how important is that for him for perhaps something that might set up to be larger later in the game? Well, if that works out, great. But I think that I don't worry about Cam Little. I mean, first of all, he's a kicker, and they're just different. I mean, they're, they got a little craziness in him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that if in some earlier life, Ty wasn't a kicker because he's just the crazy you know, I mean, it's like they don't have anything that they really think about that's important. I mean, if you just yeah, be there's around nothing going Ty, on up here. there's nothing going on up there. And we know that. We listen to him, and that's the way kickers are. You know, they just blurt things up. And like, well, what were you thinking about that just before you went out there? Well, that's kickers. And they, they don't need to be thinking about a lot of things. Just go out there and go through your – your uh, process, your 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 procedure, and you know you want you know you get a good snap, you get a good hold, and it's going to be good. And I was surprised as anyone that that he that that ball hit that upright like it did. And you know if there was anything that went wrong on that that play, uh, it was that they weren't nine yards closer. That you know they didn't have that fumble. When you're when you're in the red zone, you can't make mistakes like like they've made in the last two weeks and. To me, that's the big part of this game is how effective are they uh, in the red zone and, you know, Will Anderson, is is he a wrecking ball in the, in the red zone? Because he can be. Clay, I wonder about, you know, the margin for error. Sometimes when you play a team like Alabama or, you know, a, a, a team that on paper may be the, the better of the two, you know there's not a margin for error and you go in tight. And as a result, you end up making errors. I think Arkansas is past that. I don't anticipate Arkansas coming into this ball game and, you know, messing up out of nervousness, messing up because, you know, they keep thinking in the backs of their minds that we don't have any margin for error. We got to make every play. Uh, I think that's one of the things sometimes that hurts teams when they play an Alabama or a Georgia or a team that's, you know, on paper better than they are. But I. I'd be interested in your thought there because I, I don't get the sense that this Arkansas team suffers from that. Yeah, I think they have confidence, and I think they feel like they, they belong. And now they're still playing with the chip on their shoulders because they have not won this big marquee game. And 
you know, how many shots do you get at that? Well, maybe once or twice a year. Georgia last year when they got in the top ten, uh, you know, Alabama, that was, uh, you know, that's a chance. Um, you know, it, it's the I mean, we're going to have people on the field if they win. This is a huge game, and it's a huge game for Sam Pittman uh, to say that they're over the hump. And Alabama is the measuring stick. It's just like playing Texas. Uh, it, it's it's what we've learned means something in the SEC. Probably knew it when we came in the league, but it was been validated in so many different directions. But the psychic of the team is so important. You don't want to peak on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. You bring them along. I've always heard from coaches that this is the easiest game to prepare for, these big ones because their focus is razor sharp. Now you have to make sure and hold that and then bring it to the, you know, to the boiling point before you play out on the field. But you also want to, you know, hit that magic level. Eddie Sutton talked about it, you know, that, that magic level. Not up, up, up above the magic level, not below it. And I think that's what makes for a great head coach. I think Sam's good at that and understanding his players. Yeah. You were talking about signature wins. I guess the Texas game would have to be the signature win to this point. So far. But this would certainly be number one on the list if you can pull this one off. This would top it. This would, yeah. this would this would be number one. So that being said, I think we'd all agree you can't get there probably without K.J. Jefferson having his best game of his career. What would it mean for K.J. beyond just having your best game to do it against Bama and lead this program to that kind of victory, Clay? Well, it catapults him into all kinds of categories of, you know, all-star teams, lists, the Heisman. I mean, it's it just it's it's all out there. Uh, but you say best players have to play their best game. I agree with that. But he has to have the best game from the other best players, like Ricky Stromberg. You know, he had a bad snap against Cincinnati that was sideways that, you know, led to that fumble down on the goal line that, you know, didn't up didn't end up hurting the team. But he's got to play good. Uh, Jaden Hazelwood's got to play good. Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders have to play great. Simeon Blair, Miles Slusher, those guys in the middle of the secondary, they're going to be tested with all kinds of crossing routes. Those guys got to play well. So... It, it, KJ could play his best game, and if those guys don't play good too, it might not be close. You know, he he might be scoring twenty four, and other teams scoring forty eight. So there's a lot of things that go in. You know, a team game. The punter, Max Lester, has to do better. He's a great talent. He wouldn't be out there in front of Bauer if he was not a phenomenal talent. Uh, but he's got to play like a great talent. Well, Clay, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week here on the Morning Rush. Okay, Chuck, you just kind of hang tough with those boys, okay? You can do it. All right, Clay, I will. Thank you. I mean, this is a big week, and you've got to raise your game, Chuck. I know. (laughs) Thank you, Clay. Thank you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your first one? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was just wondering. I was wondering. Hey, we're live this morning at McClarty Daniel Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Moberly Lane in Bentonville. We're going to tell you more about sales tax paid. Also, no payments till 2023 when you stop in here today. 
any business has to have a great-looking website, and our friends at Matchstick Studios can create that for you. Maybe you're a small business that's just getting started, new product, new service, whatever your situation. Hey, they can help you at Matchstick Studios, and it won't cost you an arm, a leg, and a, and a kidney. It's 95 bucks a month, and they can have you up in days, a week, not months, like uh, that person maybe you've – you've hired before to create that website for you. Call Jordan and his crew, 479-755-3043. at 755-3043. Or see examples and features by going to modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com. Or call Jordan at 479-755-3043. Didn't get a chance to ask Clay this, but I do want to pose it to y'all because y'all pay attention to golf a lot more than I do. The live stuff with Fox... Any thoughts on that this morning? Well, they're having to broker a deal, perhaps, to buy the time to get on the air. So I think that's telling it. That, you know, hockey's done that in, in the past with the NHL. Sometimes they go in splits on the uh, on the revenue. Um, but this is this might be the way that that they get on TV is hey, we'll just buy the time and sell the ads ourselves. That's what they're going to do. I mean, that's that's uh, the, you know, and if they don't sell the ads, the you know the Saudi guys will prop them up. And that's sort of the way it'll work. Eventually, these, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come to some kind of agreement, and all this is gonna stop. These guys, I think, operate under the illusion that golf is such a huge game that the American sporting public is just gonna hang on exactly what happens here, and they're gonna demand a merger the way they did, you know, with the AFL and the NFL and the ABA and the NBA and. Uh, you know, there'll be a merger at some point because of the money, but um, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that Liv's key to survival is being able to buy time on Fox. I, I, I just, um, um, I think a lot of this, frankly, is, is just a lot of people with too much money throwing it around and arguing about things that a lot of people don't even pay attention to. Do guys y'all's age watch it? Because all my friends watch it on YouTube. But it's I don't like watch it. watch one I second of it. I haven't watched a second of it. You know, A, it's, it's kind of like the th- how much Thursday night football have you yeah. watched on it? I haven't watched a second not a, of it. Not you a know, second. It's just not, uh, it's not our habit. And, um, well, and let's not, not, e- and fool us- yeah, let's not fool ourselves into believing that, you know, a younger crowd watching the stream is what puts sporting events over the top. It's not. Um, people, by and large, are not going to these things. There's a, um, um, there's a stigma, and part of the reason that guys like Tommy and I don't don't watch, at least I can tell you why I don't watch it, is uh, I remember you know I remember 9/11 vividly, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not a person that gets sports washed. Um, I know sports washing works. I know it works. And uh, that's what's going on right now. But I'm not one of the sports washed. And um, I know that, you know, Liv's probably not going anywhere. And I know people that only care about money um, are going to be involved in it. I understand that. And um, there's going to be a merger at some point. But um, for the most part, you got a lot of washed-up guys over there. you got a lot of young players coming out of college. you got a handful of really good ones. Um you know, I think about a guy like Brooks Kepka, somebody like that that was such a dominant player on the tour. I mean, 
you know, it's like these guys aren't even part of the conversation anymore, and I think that's a shame. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.